0: hello everyone welcome back to another fireside chat uh this is uh the first fire chat of 2022 like now we are all back from holidays uh hopefully a bit refreshed as well uh, so this year uh for the first fireside chat of the year we decided to talk about motivation so what really motivates us but mostly in the context of our work uh we see a lot of Software uh, delivery teams uh, always is talking about motivation. We have team members that are a bit more motivated, some team members that are a bit less motivated uh, than others. And also, there is a lot of effort that companies and teams put into motivation in general right so this is what we'd like to talk today about like whose responsibility is it to motivate you or what the role that the companies play or team leads play or individual plays in motivation in general but before we start the conversation don't forget to actually subscribe to the channel put the the the, the thumbs up and if there is anything that you like to talk about let us know in the comments but there we go let's go straight to it motivation guys like like We've, we've been dealing with that uh, for a very long time ourselves. Like whose responsibility is it to motivate you or other team members?
1: It's an interesting one, isn't it? Um, so whose responsibility is it? Uh, well, y- you can take different points of view in my opinion. I think it's a motivation is, a, is needed both from uh, the, the, the company or the business that you work for, and it's needed for yourself, right? From yourself's point of view, if you're not motivated to do your work or what you do, then it's, it's not a very pleasant experience at all. And, you know, you spend a lot of time at work. So if you're not motivated, you're torturing yourself in a way. Right. So from that point of view, it is your personal responsibility, or at the very least, it's a very strong personal concern, right? But from a business point of view as well, if if uh, uh, your people are not motivated, then they are not productive, they are not um, leading, they are not helping you um, move forward in your business and they're just watching the clock and doing the bare minimum that needs to be done. Uh, And you obviously have many other problems related to that as well. So as a business, having people that are demotivated is also a a major risk and could actually be a survival risk for business. So it is a problem on both sides. um, But it's a responsibility that I don't want to use the word shared. Because shared in some way means that, you know, you need to uh, both of you kind of sit together and come together and think about uh, motivation and so on. But it's just it's definitely a responsibility that exists on both sides.
2: All right. So I, I agree with that. Um, but I think we're conflating there. Who is interested in you being motivated and uh who's re- responsible uh, accountability let's say or you know who's who's the person that can do something about it and for me that's just you like you, you know people the, the company can create an environment where people can feel motivated you could be in a project that is really cool and you know that will trigger you and so on but that's a very internal thing no, it, it needs to it's a state you know, of
1: mind almost
2: it, yeah. And it also flows, right? Like it's, it's not like you're always, you know, top of the wave kind of thing, like, woo, super hype, let's do this. No, uh, still bomber, uh, Steve Ballmer kind of no uh, <laughs> thing that you, you, it, if it changes, right. And, um, and as you go, you know, as you deal with things in life, not just work, like it, it affects you. Right. And you have different levels of energy and different. So, it is definitely something that is changing um and that for the most part i'm very much i'm very much into you know you are the one that can change that right um and and this is one of those things that i have an issue with when we're talking about motivation will people uh play the role of a victim uh in that sense because i don't you know Yes, you, you know, people can support you to you know, create an environment and so on, but in the end, it's your responsibility. It's not like, oh, this is happening to me. No? It's not that attitude of helplessness uh, when it comes to something like this is not something that I yeah, that I agree with. No? So I don't know. I think whose responsibility is it? It's, it's... <coughs> sorry, my That's responsibility, not... no, or your responsibility as an individual, to to find that and, and create, an, create that environment. Everyone else can help you. So that's that's my take on that.
0: I, I love the, the, the distinction that you're making, Jose, like who is interested as well. And, and, and I I will go a bit further. Like, for example, if you do an introspection, when people say, uh, let's say, oh, I'm very motivated right now because I really like the project that I'm in. Or I like the, the client or the technology that I work with and stuff like that, right? It's common for us to hear, like, I like what I'm doing and stuff. But now there is a, another question underneath that. Who created that environment? Yeah, so, so bear with me now. So So, for example, you are motivated because you are in an environment that were potentially created by others. So there is a project that was created that worked with a certain methodology or certain technologies and stuff, and you happen to join that project or to join that company uh, that does that. So you join an environment that you feel motivated. But that environment was not created by you. It was created by someone else that you joined and you and you relate to that. So you see what I'm saying? So you are motivated by an environment that was created by someone else, not by you. And then there is another side, like, is like when you create your own motivation. I say, look, I will create an environment where I can be motivated. And that is very different. For example, when you are in a a situation and there are things that you don't like or you would like to be doing. And then say, like, I will create an environment where I feel motivated or I'll change the things in in the environment that I'm in. uh, that feels because the, the the reason that I'm making this distinction is that if you are in a person that creates an environment where you are motivated, you are less uh, how can I say uh, impacted by the change of their environment. So everything that there is a change, and you are not contributing to the change, you your motivation levels vary, and you don't know how to cope with that. But if you are always used to influence the environment, you you can calibrate that.
1: I think um, I I I know what you're trying to say, Sandro. But I think there's a logical fallacy in there.
0: Okay. The, no, uh,
1: so if you say that you are in an environment where you are motivated by that environment, but you did not create that environment, <clears throat> you you did you are part of that environment. You can't be in an environment and motivated by it and not be a part of that environment. Right. Okay. So so the your actions matter. So the fact, whether you realize it or not, if you are motivated by our environment, you are part of that environment and you created that motivation for yourself at the very least. And of course, the environment can be nurturing and could be aligned to, to helping you with that, but but the, the, you're not an a, a, once you are in something, you're not an outsider. You are part of it, so you create it. So that's what I mean by the logical fallacy in there. So what I I, I know what you are trying to say is that okay. like so, it, the other one is true that if you are demotivated in an environment and you think that you you are, you are not the reason that you are demotivated or you not you're not part of the reason that you are demotivated. That is is untrue, because you are. But the other one by the same logic is also true, that if you are motivated in your
0: environment, you are part of the reason that you are motivated. I don't think that just being in that environment means that you significantly contribute to that environment. So mm-hmm. uh, I understand what you're also saying. But like, I, I'm not saying if there is a, a, a true, like completely uh, uh, logically uh, logical fallacy in there. But because like, one thing is like, I am in an environment, so I joined a company and, and or there is another directive from the company that I work for, there will be a new uh, project in there and they want me to be there. And, and, and in that new scenario, uh, we will be doing this kind of work with this kind of technology, with this kind of people. So it really depends on the kind of person you are. You are put in an environment or you join an environment, and then you can enjoy what the environment is, but that doesn't tell how much you significantly contribute to that environment or the evolution of that environment. Uh, so and what I'm trying to say is, your uh, for some people, uh, they will take the environment that they are in and their motivation will calibrate according to how they uh, relate to that environment. But when there are changes in that environment, their uh, relationship with the environment also changed but they are on the receiving end the environment is changing and they that affects their motivation where other people they have a different relationship they contribute to the change of the environment and that contribution is what keeps them motivated
1: that's what i'm trying to say if you are if you are motivated in an environment by that very fact you are contributing into that environment so in, be, motivation is, is almost like a chemical reaction. You, you're within that environment. If you are demotivated by environment, you are, in a way, negatively contributing to that environment. It, it's not necessarily your fault. That's a separate thing, and we can discuss that. But you are, it, it is an emotion to some level, right? When you are demotivated in a in an environment, you do actually, you are a net, in a way, negative within the environment. Not again. Not doesn't have to be your fault. If you are motivated within your environment, you are actually a net positive within the kind of the overall motivation of that environment. That's I what
0: see, I'm trying to say. I see. Maybe like uh, what I was saying. I understood now where you're coming from. It's more like how you react to the variation motivation. And it's a
1: system. You become part of that system. And if you react yeah. positively, you enforce the the positive motivation loop within the, the that system. Yeah. And you act negatively, you are counter to that, and you you do actually create a a different a counter force of motivation within that system.
0: A, a negative so, loop,
1: yeah, a negative <laughs> loop, exactly.
0: Yeah. So because, like, for example, I see that uh, in. Um, of course, I, I, th- there is always a danger for us to generalize certain cases or, or use an example for one case and then that being generalized to other places where that example doesn't fit. But I'll say it anyway. Uh, for example, what, what we see that is sometimes a trend with certain people? Uh, some people join a place and they feel, you know what? This is not a good culture. They will blame the environment. And their reaction to that environment is to change the environment they say you know what i don't think that i like this environment and i will move to another environment and then they go to the new environment that they chose to go because like uh, they left the company and they they probably went through a selection process in a few places and there was an agreement at some point and they chose to be in another place and then after some time, they say, I don't like this environment and I will go somewhere else. And and, and for example, uh, we interview a lot of people, we deal with a lot of people like in you know, our companies growing and we, we, again, we've been around for 80 years as a company, we interviewed loads of people, people joined us and left us. And, and we see different trends. For example, we see people that when you look at their work history, they have very short stunts in places. And of course, that there are many different reasons why people do that. Uh, this is why the, the example might fall short in certain, for certain reasons why people do that. But one of them is they go to a place they don't like. They say, oh, you know what, I'm going to go somewhere else, somewhere else. But they are waiting for to find an environment where they feel happy. But they don't do much in order to transform an environment for them to feel part of it. So this is... They're just trying to find an environment that is stable so that they feel that they belong but they don't actually actively transform an environment to a place where they want to belong
1: yeah now one thing i, I, I agree with that uh, one thing i would say is that uh there, there is a book i um it's about people's personalities and so on that not everyone is geared to to uh, transform an environment Some people, so I I think the book is something called something like some people are weeds and others are uh, uh, orchids, right? You know, orchid is a very finicky plant. It will only survive in a very specific environment. Weeds, they'll go and they will just take over the most adverse environments, right? That's why they they flourish everywhere. So there is a kind of personality trait and given those things, I think you know some people are more inclined and others are less inclined to make the environment suit them from a motivational po- point of view. And some people are a bit some people's motivation comes from the inside and others are buffeted quite quickly by the by the outside forces as well. And I think it's important to to recognize that because it's part of it is of course like Shaping the environment around you is an important life skill, but it's important to understand that some people are just naturally inclined and others are not so much.
2: This this takes it to another point, which is, you know, shaping that environment because we said, okay, or, or at least I said, it's your responsibility to find that motivation, but Um, you know as a team lead or as a manager or whatever a a lot of the times you are in a position where one you can you have the authority to to make a lot of those things or to impact a lot of that environment no for for other people and at the same time you may want uh, and and going back to what you were saying at the beginning mash you may have an interest in people being motivated and and you want to what can i do about it no what is it that i could um, and I think here we also need to talk about it's extrinsic motivation versus intrinsic motivation, because so, depending on where you think you're getting this motivation from as an individual, where people are getting this motivation from, uh, the things that you can do are quite different. Um, and they also, depending on the type of, of motivation, it, the, it, it lasts longer or, or not. Right? And the, the typical yeah. example is you know let's pay people more uh, now they're about to leave let's let's raise the salary and you know you may retain them for for a while but the things that were creating that environment that people decided to leave usually you know salary is just one of those right and you're just delaying something that will happen anyways no yeah um and and I think this is this is quite interesting if you want to share a little bit of you know, what you think about it? The, the,
0: yeah, the, the, the money, of course, like is always like, you want to be, to feel that you are being paid fairly, but like, I can only talk from my own perspective of, of course, like, uh, we did, we didn't, I didn't start my career being the founder of a company. Right. So most of my career I worked for other companies and, and I always felt that every time I joined the company, I wanted to make it work. Right, I knew that I would find adversities. I knew that, uh, no company. I think that, like any person, that after a few years in the industry, you know that there's no perfect companies, and every time that you take a new job, you are excited about it. And, you and want then to you make
2: start it. your own company, and you exactly. <laughs> because and you're and gonna you make
0: realize, it perfect, you you know, it's not company. perfect, <laughs> exactly. And then, then you are really sure that even when you start your exactly. own, there's absolutely no it's
2: not, a, it doesn't exist, <laughs> yeah.
0: So the but but one thing that uh again I'm talking from my own perspective from how I lived my life and and, uh, and stuff and, and I always like every job I joined I, I wanted to make it work and and every time that i uh, I did of course that every company that I worked for there were things that I liked that I didn't like uh that's always the case but i I, I think that I was uh quite good in driving my career and driving what i wanted and, and i said look uh do i want you to be jumping jobs every six months or do we want you to stay in a place and make a significant impact and have a a good time with the people that i just met and this new challenge that i just decided to take on and and then i was just removing the obstacles in front of me if there were things that i didn't like i would just remove them and there's some of them i could not do anything about and then it's a method of, you know what, just suck it up. You know what, those things in here, I'm not going to move it. That's not going to change. It doesn't matter what I do. Either it's regulation or it's a very intrinsic cultural aspect that there's no way I can change that or impact that. And then it's saying like, look, you know what, those things in here, get over it. It's not, not going to change. So focus on the things that are good. And then that's what I've done. And then like, where would I want to be in here? And, and create my space. And every time that I left the job, is because the things that I wanted to do moving forward, and I think we covered that in previous episodes, the company itself could not offer to me, but not because I have any grudge or so oh, they're, they're cultural, that that I never said like, oh, the culture sucks. I think that this is a lame excuse. And I'll, I'll go further because a lot of people, when they have these discussions, they will say, no, but there are companies that are very top down and stuff. Yes, of course there are really 2022, 2021, where we are now as an industry, or probably for the past like 10, 15 years, are the average company so bad? Because maybe I was lucky throughout my career, but from all the years that I've been in the industry in different countries and different continents, I didn't have people really cracking the whip and and stuff, right? So a lot of people use extreme cases as an excuse, but most places that I've been to, I was able to have sensible conversations. I was able to say, you know what, let's talk about that. Uh, there was always like a odd person here and there that would be a bit more difficult. But most of the, the companies in the software industry, they tend to be far more flexible. And if you really want to impact and having certain conversations, you have the space for that. And okay. I use that space.
2: I would say that we should put a pin on that. Maybe that could be a, a topic for another fireside chat as in you know company culture and toxic cultures. Uh mm. that that's like thing. Yeah. because you're you're generalizing you're a lot and there's a no, lot no, of I'm, ju- I'm
0: just I'm just saying that quite of often <laughs> there,
1: <laughs> there are companies that there are toxic but I think what right. you, I know what you mean what I'm trying so, to say like is that there's
0: me- yeah so sorry uh like I don't want like say so, oh, but there are toxic cultures, uh, and then they use us as as if, as if they were the general case to actually shift the responsibility from the individual to the environment. So that's yeah. what I wanted
1: to say. I think you, using the analogy, you know, I had the weeds, weeds and or or orchids or, or analogy, right? Even weeds don't survive in mm-hmm. desert, deserts. or most weeds don't survive in deserts. And there are deserts or equivalent mm-hmm. of in companies as well. I think what you're trying. Like part of the the way I would like rephrase that to an extent is that in this day and age when software, if you're soft, especially software developers or people in that profession in so much demand that if you find yourself in a desert, then, then, you know, you should, you should migrate. (laughs) You are, you are really, you are
0: really lost, right? You're really lost.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, So migrate. And I, I know that we can be facetious about it. And sometimes You know, when you are in a desert, you yourself have this imposter syndrome that you cannot go anywhere else and so on. And and so there are, you know, there is a lot related to that. And I think let's park that, as Jose uh, said, you know, we there is a there are you can be trapped um, in, in situations where. You know, just that narrow kind of path has led you to a place where you don't have a lot of options, even in software development industry. You know, you've been, I don't know, doing COBOL. Uh, maybe co- COBOL is not the right. I'm sure they're in a lot of demand. <laughs> but, um, but 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 I, I see. But what we, I think what you're we trying to say is that often, like when we talk about motivation, we have more, often we have more agency than we think we do. And I think this is the important part, is that to take an active role in shaping your role and what, what works for you and how that aligns with the organization as well, right? Because what you can't do is live outside the organization. What you can't do is do something that you you are motivated by, but the organization is not benefiting from, right? Because that, that is an artificial environment. It will, at some time, at some point collapse. It will diverge. Yeah. Yeah.
2: It's just two forces that are going in opposite directions. Exactly. So
1: so you, you do need to align, but you often have more agency. Often the people that are quite demotivated are usually, and I don't know which one comes first, but they stop thinking that they have agency. And, and it's a vicious circle in a way. The more demotivated you are, the less interested you are in shaping the environment, the more the environment encroaches onto you, the more demotivated you get. So so you do have agency. You do need to, uh, and, and it is a skill in some ways as well. You need to understand the environment around you. You need to understand all the options and which options you need to take. And you need to be proactive in that as well. Right. So, the, and, you know, in any organization, regardless, organizations are complex. You will find even in a team, some people who are quite motivated and others are demotivated. Why is that you're in the same team? Right. And often there you need to then try to understand, well, what are those people doing that are, you know, really motivated? How are they putting themselves into situation and what is their attitude? that is actually leading them towards a more motivated work where yours is 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 not right and i think there is a personal element to that as well
2: yeah one one, one thing uh Sandra. so this is what i meant by uh, experiencing and intrinsic uh, motivators and you know you've probably seen daniel uh daniel pink's uh, uh, ted talk right. and you know the the book drive and so on and if you you know for the people that are watching this like if you haven't Go and check those out. Uh, it will, it will be great. Yeah. Um, and uh, you have things like external motivators, you know, bonuses, uh, benefits, uh, salary, etc., that kind of stuff. And then you have intrinsic motivators, things like mastery, purpose, and autonomy. Yeah. And uh, while it is true that it's a very individual thing, and you know, you are the one in charge of creating that motivation and so on let's face it, no, nobody hires people that are demotivated, right? Like, when you hire someone, you don't say, oh, I, I like this guy because he's really demotivated. No, you hire them motivated. They really it, want to be, it, it, have, because, for, yeah, exactly. to be with you. He was
0: miserable. Yeah, he was miserable.
2: Right? And, and
0: yeah. A certain exactly.
2: Motivator. So, so the environment has a lot to do with that, right? Like, it's not, like, let's, let's not minimize it. Like, uh, as you were saying, in, you know, in the desert, even weeds, you know,
1: disappear right?
2: exactly Perish. so uh, so there is a lot uh, around that now um a lot of these things um i feel have to do with uh, uh with understanding where that motivation is coming from like what what is it that drives uh, people and trying to create an environment where those things can flourish and before you were saying sandro Uh, if I'm in this project and, you know, we're all, we're both in this project, but he's super motivated and I'm not motivated. Like there is an aspect of self-awareness of, you know, what is it that is not fulfilling for me in this project? What is it that I want to do? Which is something that people sometimes don't even ask, right? Like they go through, like, I don't know, I don't feel very well, but they don't, they don't understand where that is coming from. So what I would suggest is, That's the first. Like, if you really want to see, like, try to understand yourself and try to understand what it is that you want to achieve and that kind of stuff, and then you'll be in a better position to create that environment around you or focus on the things that you want to focus and so on. And so that so that's one aspect. But also from the employer or the you know the the leadership team or the manager or the team lead or whatever, it's about understanding people as they are and where they're coming from and what it is that they want to accomplish and making that part of your agenda because a lot of the times the only thing it takes is hey would you like to xyz instead of doing it yourself or instead of uh, you know having someone else is more prepared or whatever that that would already creating that space when people where people can exercise the skills that they want to exercise or where they you know they they can contribute the way that they want to contribute no so you know what I mean? Like, yes, we've been talking about, you, know, you should take ownership and do all the things, but the context is very important. And I feel like, as an organization, as leaders, as, as managers, and so on, there is a responsibility as well around that. Right? Like, you're not accountable. You're not the one that you know, but you can create that environment where people can get less than motivated right because sometimes the only thing that it takes is the word right like it's hey yeah. well then yeah, the, no or whatever i, I, like, I think you you, you are right.
1: accountable jose even as a manager you're just not account- accountable to that person but you are accountable to the business that your people you are, are accountable motivated. to the business for yeah. the
2: results and, and yeah, all of that yes exactly. but but not for people's motivation you're not you're for an individual's for motivation and, yeah and you know yeah. Exactly. and you know that you know the best way to achieve that is if, if people you know like what they're doing and and you know they're contributing and they're doing the best no? and that comes with motivation and that's what I'm trying to say. so as a, as a I feel like as a manager, as a leader and so on, it's about understanding where people are coming from like what are those drivers that people have? Is it mastery is it autonomy that you want is it and then making sure that within the scope of what is possible, that's the other thing right like if you uh before you were giving an example now let's just rethink this project well man you know what uh the the project is here already you know this is what we're doing like it's not the moment to say does it even make sense to do
1: this yeah you have to understand which levers you can pull and
0: which you can't exactly like (laughs) within (laughs) the
2: context of what is possible no Mm -hmm. what is it that you can do no yeah
0: yeah, I want to expand on that one uh, because this has, we have a lot of implied uh, knowledge between the three of us, but like for the benefit of whoever is watching. Uh, so for example, we, we've been in situation ourselves as team members, but also as managers, like on both sides of the, the fence in a way, like uh, being in a project, let's say a, as developers, we've been in a project for a year. Right. We've been in that project, working in that project. And all of a sudden, either ourselves or one of our colleagues, it starts questioning, why are we doing this? What is the goal of this project that we've been working on for a full year or even longer? Right. and And the funny thing is, like, I was discussing that with some of uh, our people. And I was looking back at my own uh, career. I don't think I ever asked this question this way, because like, when I see there are different reasons why you ask this question. So, and we need to be very clear with ourselves, be very honest to ourselves why we are asking that question. It might be a genuine question after a year working on the same project with the same goals and stuff like that. You might be thinking with the right, uh, the, the right reasons. It's like, what, what? Why are we doing that? But but not why we're doing. It. Like, are we going the right direction? Are we achieving what we should be achieving? But but when you ask that question, you are genuinely trying to figure out how you're gonna provide more value, right? So like, or realign what we are doing so that we we find that 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 go and provide more value. But more, most, more often than not, when, when I see people questioning the value of certain things after such a long time doing that, most of the time they are bored and they don't want to do that anymore, but they are not very honest about it. So what they try to do is to blame the environment. It's so like, I don't think this project has a purpose. I don't think this project has a clear goal. But what? it doesn't matter if you try to refine that goal and provide that purpose and that and that, that clear goal. They would still be questioning that, because they are not questioning the goal. They are not interested in the goal anymore. They just like, I don't want to do this job anymore. And I've been there myself. There were times where I've been doing the same thing for quite a, a, an extended period of time. And I said, you know what? It doesn't really matter anymore what they do here. If they change the technology, if they change the direction, if they change whatever. I think that I I want to do something different, but then I had to be honest to myself that that was the problem because then I can address that as an individual, and the business that I work for. Then we can actually have the right conversations. So like you know what, I need a change of sceneries. Hopefully, either in the same company or in a different company. But it's like, it's but just questioning point. why we are doing this project. It's not going to help because.
1: But, you know, I know Jose pointed out drive as well, and he talks about autonomy, mastery, and purpose. And I think that's why we're trying to say, well, can we really understand the purpose and fall behind it? And that will give us motivation. I think it's been a while since I read drive, uh, Daniel Pink's book, but I don't know if he talks about flow because I think flow is more immediate. It's not directly related to purpose, right? And often this is another reason that you can be demotivated. You may have the best purpose in the world, you may have all the autonomy that you can have, uh, and you you might even be you know have the environment there to to work towards mastery, but you don't have flow. And what I mean by that is the enjoyment of the day to day tasks that you are doing, right? And this is this can also create a problem for yourself. Now, that day to day environment is partially related to you know uh, things around you, but it's actually your immediate. You have the most uh, agency towards changing that and creating that kind of flow within your work. Right. So and and often the part of that is a state of mind as well. Right. I mean, there is a book called Flow. I've got the guy's name. But anyway, uh, and it talks about this and and it talks about like some of the research that he was doing. And people find flow doing some of the most mundane work that, yeah, and he was quite surprised. Yeah, washing the dishes, uh, like fa- factory workers, like uh, non skilled factory workers working a press or something. But, you know, like there, there is an element of finding joy in the work that you're doing and how you create flow and taking responsibility for, for, for that as well. And I think pa- partly motivation is about your immediate, your day to day things. You may be getting too interrupted, right? You can maybe fix the environment with, with certain techniques around you, like Pomodoros or so on and this kind of thing, you may have a social issue. Right. You're not getting along with your team. Right. So purpose is just one element that may or may not a purpose of that project is just one element. And normally it's not the one it actually it is the immediate it's, it's normally a bit more tactical. You're not getting along with your people, uh, people around you. You're getting interrupted too much. You're not you're not really kind of proactive in creating that kind of flow within your workspace, these can be can be part of the, the
0: problem with your motivation. Yeah, I just yeah, true. And 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 you can clearly see the difference. Uh, for example, when people blame the motivation or the purpose of certain things, for example, that there is a some people have an attitude like you know what we all need to have a conversation here. I think we lost our ways, right? Maybe I'm not sure if you are right, going the right direction here. Maybe there are a few things that we should be questioning and changing and stuff. When someone has this kind of attitude, what this person is trying to do is to find a new purpose or to refine the purpose, to readjust. They feel that they lost the purpose, they lost the the, the real reason why they are doing certain things. But they are really deeply, they are deeply interested in find that again, mm-hmm. and. Uh, so this is what I'm saying, that now you are really interested in affecting the environment, right? Others will say, I think we lost our purpose. Yeah. I don't think that that this there is a reason for us to be doing that. And they just, like, cross their arms. And they are now pushing back to the environment and say, we, we are not motivated to do that. So... Someone, yeah. needs, someone I, else I needs always, to
1: do that. I always find the problem with that statement, right? you know, like uh, when someone says, to, "says uh, I don't want to be on that project because I don't think we are delivering value.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: And and it's like, well, but it's our responsibility to deliver value. So who, you know, if we're not delivering value, it's our fault. So, so what, what are, are we, we doing, doing to deliver it? the value? Exactly, exactly. like
0: <laughs> leaving is the worst possible reaction to that statement. <laughs> <laughs> right, and and, and yeah, so, so then we just need to be honest to ourselves uh, and to the people but, that we work with so that but, we can address the real, it's,
2: it's, it's not only uh, so. So I I completely agree because it's a very different conversation. You know, hey, you know, I need a change of scenery. I want to go to a different project, whatever. Then you know, this project has no reason to exist. No, it's like it's why are we doing this and and going down that rabbit hole and so on, right? Like, and I feel like it, to to some extent that could be the case. Like, you don't have enough self-awareness to understand what is happening to you uh, or you go for a very simplistic kind of response to to that no um and because i i want to take it as well to okay so if i'm helping people to do this like what can i do as well because we're talking about a, uh, we talked about uh, individual responsibility a lot right so as a as a leader manager and so on you can create that kind of uh, awareness and literacy you know um, there are things like I think it's called a movie motivators or something like that from management uh, 3.0 and there's a bunch of exercises that you can do in order to help people reflect about what are the things that drive them and and you know help them and once you have those things then you can start having a conversation right it's the same like if you're helping someone through their career and so on, you know, you want to understand, you know, what is it that fulfills you? What is the Ikigai? No, the, the Japanese, uh, like the purpose of, of your, you know? so uh, finding that sweet spot, right? Um, and you can af- affect uh, a, a lot of that. However, when you're, when you're in that situation where you're demotivated, it's really hard to step out of that and kind of like not let yourself be guided by just emotions or or whatever. Right. And, and I feel this is another thing that I've seen. And even, even myself, like I can think back to, to my career and having a conversation with my team lead and say, you know, starting to, to talk about ex- giving excuses. And he said, Hey, you know, like, you know, that, like that's, that's bullshit. And me thinking about it, it's like, you're completely right. I'm just, I'm just.
1: I just want to move on. Uh,
2: and, I just, and sometimes I just want to move it's on, the right, that's fine. It's the right time. You you helped me see that and, and you're right. Like, I'm just, uh, like, I, I didn't. And, and those conversations are, are, um, again, they're not nice to have, but sometimes are, they are the right conversations to have with people, right? But, but you need to understand what is happening to you. Now, the, the other thing is how you act. When those things happen, because even in in that situation, like I feel like that's a, and again I'm, I'm giving myself some leeway here, no, but accepting that yes, you're you're right. I'm just you know it, this is a me thing. This is not this is not you guys, and you know I should do something about it. And then I feel like you know maybe you know, finding a different job is a oh, whatever. Um, so that's that's one way of approaching. But I see people who are in this negative spiral. And they behave very unprofessionally. They, you know, they they just sort of keep adding to to or reinforcing that environment where they can. There's no way that they can dig themselves out of that hole, no. And they are contributing. They are, you know, sometimes in subtle ways. Other times it's just, you know, I'm not gonna do this. I'm not gonna whatever. Like, and I feel like that's very unprofessional, right? Like that that you also owe it to. You know, your team, the company, whatever, like the people that you're working, like forget about the company, the people that you're working with, you you owe them uh, that respect, no? And that, uh, hey, you know, it's not working out for me, guys. I love you. Uh, best what of luck. It, it's, I need to find okay. a different uh, path for me, whatever. Right. Or, you know, there are these things that are affecting me. I really need to change them. Uh, can we do something about that? Those are, you know, I, they I require think, Jose,
1: quite a lot of self-awareness. I, I think it's a very important point, but actually the the kind of self-awareness that makes you understand that I have agency and I can move the environment is also that self-awareness that actually makes you understand that actually it may not be the environment that's the problem. It's just that, you know, I'm not up to this challenge and admitting to that yourself I, you, it's they're quite close to each other. I think because you're not blaming others, you are already on the path to actually creating something. And even if that is not the place for you, and you go somewhere else, you are going for the right reasons. You have you're going because you know you this no longer is. Uh, you understood that I may have agency, but you know I'm not excited by it. And maybe, and I know what may excite me, and I'm gonna go for that particular opportunity or that particular environment, and that's okay. But I think when you come from the point of view of I'm doing all I can, and the environment is not the right environment for me, uh, where you're actually just kind of laying the whole blame without fully understanding why that you, you are not motivated, you can go to the next thing and. The Problem is int- intrinsic, you will have the same problem there.
0: This is what is exactly what I was trying to say because, like, uh, we've seen uh trends, um, of people that change jobs too often, right? As I said, there are there might be a few other reasons why people do that, but like, what people need to understand is people should do whatever they want, right? I always say that, like I'm an an advocate that you, is your own career, is your own life, you do whatever you want to do. You can control what you want to do and stuff, but what you cannot control is how people will react to the things that you do, right? So for example, now that we, I'm in the other side of the table where we hire people, when we hire someone what we, are, what we are doing is we are thinking the long term. You don't hire someone, at, mainly in our industry. We don't hire someone for a temporary job. Like, oh, I'm going to hire this person here just for a two-week stunt. And that's not what we do. Like that, That's not what most companies do. Normally, when we hire a professional, you are bringing that professional to your team. And we want that person to thrive in your organization for a very long time. Uh, But then you see the trends, for example, some people that have very short stats in previous jobs. For me, that's a red flag. Uh, I understand from the individual's perspective, maybe they were thinking I'm changing jobs very often because I want to get different experiences and and accumulate like different knowledge or whatever. I understand your motivation to do that. But as an employer, uh, what we see is Someone that is not in the long run, someone that is not going to be strategic for the company, or someone that as soon as they join, if if the environment is not ready for them, they will leave soon. And that doesn't give the confidence uh, for companies to invest. Uh, Or people that left. So for example, some people, sometimes they join a company and they blame the company for the culture or whatever. Oh, there is a toxic culture here. And then we see their history after that company that they complained about, it was also very short stunts. And then I said, wow, this person is very unlucky, right? This person is going from one toxic culture to another, right? So when they are actually selecting where they go to. So so this is where we need to be very clear, that we need to have clarity with ourselves and say like, look, for how long am I gonna be blaming the the companies or if the problem is with me? And this is a problem I I never had myself. I always, like, when I join, it's like, look, I'll make this work, right? So I don't want another job. I want to make it work. And when I leave, it's because, like, you know what? Now I, I what I need for my career is so distant from what the company can offer that makes makes sense for me to, to, to look for something else. But I will not be leaving that company, blaming that company for, for no, something.
1: You know, funny you should say that because um, I actually... In my career, I haven't changed many jobs, admittedly, uh, but always find the most stressful time was when I was <clears throat> at a new new job. And in fact, I work for a consultancy, and and uh, you know I like pain. But even when I went to a new client, the initial time was the most stressful time, right? And you know now that I do discoveries, I just stress all the way. Right? <laughs> you know, it's like one one week work engagement with the client. But I, I I agree with you too, uh, on that point actually because if you don't stick it out in in places I mean of course you know like here and there it can happen right but also it's your responsibility to kind of judge the environment and evaluate it and try to you know try to make the right decision but you know you you don't you if you don't do it at all or not often enough. You actually that the the skills around shaping the environments and building the right relationships and so on uh, are very low in you because you haven't practiced them. So it's not just about commitment. It's actually about the kind of skills that you have. Right, because if you in your CV is not showing that you've created long lasting relationships with your teams. Then that actually t- tells you that you this area is lacking in
0: terms of the skills that you have as well, as an employer. Yeah, and I think that even the the, the times where we we saw the red flags and say, "Oh, well, this person has been jumping for job to job," and the few times where we say, "You know what? Let's give this this person a chance. Maybe this person didn't find the right environment to flourish," it actually just happened again. Like they we were just another hop as well. Right, and they kept hopping. So, so then this is this is what is important from both sides, from the individual to understand. Like, if I'm always trying to say that the environment is not right, at some point you need to stop blaming the environment, right? You need to look inwards, as we say. But and for companies as well, for companies that are recruiting people, this is also a tell. us. said, look, like if someone is never remains. St- in the same place for too long. This person never managed to be important in that place for too long or, or, or never cared, never wanted to become important or part of something bigger for too long. And then you need to decide what kind of person you want to have in the organization today, for example. I normally look with good eyes when I see someone that has, has had fewer jobs and they stayed there a little bit longer because I say, you know what, this is a person that when they joined the organization, they really want to belong. Of course, as we said at the beginning, like no organization is perfect, uh, at least not from our point of view. There will always be things that we like and we don't like. But those people are finding the right motivation to uh, resolve the things that they don't like or at least to prioritize the thing that they like and try to make it work.
1: Yeah, there, there is another uh, extreme to that as well, though, if someone's had just like, you know, if they've had, you know, they've been working for 20 years, and they've been in the same company in the same role, that also is, uh, is not, uh, you know, I mean, we, like, I'd be honest, I, I'd look at that, and I'd say, well, you know, that's, we talk about you know is it 20 years of experience or one year of experience 20 times exactly so there, I, is, I a, there is a counter to that as well right
2: i i agree if there's no progression within the company mm-hmm. like if that's you're what i meant by with the same company, role exactly. Exactly. <laughs> like if, if if it is you know 20 years in the same company doing the same thing that's a different. but if in those twenty years, you know, you suddenly went all the way to, I don't know, director of engineering,
1: Exactly. Different problem thing problem. And I, I had
0: a, a growing career and so wow, okay, I want you. Yeah. No, <laughs> that's that's why you the same here?
1: As the that's why I qualified that <laughs> with the same role, right? In fact, mm. I'd, otherwise, I'd, I was in a company. There is another aspect, 10 years.
2: yes, <laughs> I agree. There's there's another aspect in in, uh, in what you mentioned, uh, Sandra, around the hopping around or you know being in a again. And I don't want to go into the toxic culture kind of thing because I think that's a very good topic. Maybe we should we should uh, talk about in in particular now in, in another session. But um, there is uh this aspect of uh burning out or uh, being burnt, let's say, you no? Know? Um, or having this, this previous experience where you know you already put in your effort, you try to change things, blah blah blah. I mean, you give it your best, and then you simply you simply don't want to do that again, or you don't want to go through uh through that again. And uh and I'm I'm differentiating here from you know being burned versus burnout, because I know that there's this those two can impact motivation differently. Yeah, uh, so we can, can, we can
0: you can you, you clarify this difference so so that like, I make sure that I understand the, the, and other the burnout people as
2: well. Burnout is you know it's it's too much, and at some point you just you just cannot.
1: You lose energy, basically you
2: lose because you spend energy. so much. Exactly, yeah. exactly, and being burned is from my perspective is um putting hope in in, no to that you will be able to change things whatever you know uh, maybe promises were made maybe you know that kind of stuff and then you invest yourself in something that in the end you feel uh, it's not that you didn't achieve the results but you maybe you were mistreated
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. It's
2: basically so it's not about promises. the outcome, but exactly. So, so I I can tell you, Hey, if we do this, uh, like so you can make promises that maybe, you know, I think I can show intention, right? Like this is what we want to do. And then my actions kind of reinforce those intentions. Uh, but there are people who straight out lie as well. And uh, they yeah. just tell that's you a, what, what right. you want to hear by some situation.
1: And, you were and, given certain expectations were made. Uh, exactly explicitly exactly. and they were not they were not really true and that and that was really scuppered you know your plans as it yeah
2: was. that that kind yeah. of it, it, again it kind of builds and this is another thing that happens with people were being in the company for a very long time and so on. it kind of builds a, a jaded view of you know the workspace in general every company is that like you know it's like oh yeah i i know what this is about right like it's not gonna happen it's not gonna right and and that is, from my perspective, is one of the worst things that can happen to you because if you you lose out, if you become a, a, a skeptic and a, a cynic, and right, like that's just you know you you give up completely, right? Uh, you lo- you, yeah, lost you that lose agency. faith in others, basically. Exactly, right? Like that, that's not something that you know personally. I, I I identify with. No, I feel like that's not.
1: Okay, that's that burn. that's burn. burn being burned exactly exactly that's yes. being burned, yes. burned rather no, like than no.
0: no. no. yeah yeah no. this this one this one I wonder if you have any control of it you probably like uh, being burned by the way uh, so I think that this one once you get more experience maybe we've been you've been burned a few times you probably can start really trying to make sure of course you cannot you can never avoid that but like you can probably Make sure that things are clarified, <laughs> or some agreements are a little bit more better stated and things like that. So, so there's no misunderstanding. Um, but, but this this is not something that you are fully in control because the other side will uh, you um, don't know exactly how they're gonna react, right?
2: I agree. You do. There are things that you can do on on that. So the the whole you know, forgive but don't forget. Exactly. <laughs> right that that part is important because you should not let that uh, i i know that i'm maybe going to take it to a very personal uh no but if i don't know someone cheats on you yeah, you know, uh, your your significant other cheats on you or whatever um does that mean that every other person that you're going to meet uh is going to cheat on you is that the way that you should be looking at the world the you know that that's that changes you, right? But yeah, you decide whether that changes you or not. You decide whether you want to trust before. You if know, you if you if you, if you take trust. that that
0: singular it, experience and it, generalize and it, that
2: and generalize it, yeah. And this yeah. is something you were talking before about uh, toxic cultures and people being, yeah. you know, like, and that's that's a very common pattern, yeah. right? Like, I uh, I went through this now. Every little sign of something like, I'm going to take it that way and you know I'm not going to, or I'm not going to even give the the benefit of the doubt or whatever. Right. So that you have agency and how you approach those things and how you react to those things, but you don't forget that's the, that's the other part, right? You need to learn from, uh, you, you can't just go and, you know, trust everyone and everything's going to, no, this is not going to happen here. Now, like you need to be aware of, of that and Decide what kind of risk you want to take on on some of these things, right? And consistency yeah. is one of those. Like, hey, this is not possible today, uh, but you know we're gonna try to do this and this and this. And if you know this is what's gonna happen, then you follow up with that. And as you know, when you see that those things are not happening and there's not a reason for it, then you have enough reason to say, oh, you know what? F this. No, <laughs> I'm not uh, gonna yeah, exactly or uh, 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 whatever. So, but that's, but, but that's but that- also. Okay. Exactly,
0: because because then then this is a slightly different because then uh the environment did something to you that you felt that it was unfair, right? So let, let's let's put this way. The, I want to tackle the other one, the but the, the burnout thing and the relationship with motivation. Because uh I think that there are two sides to it, right? Sometimes you are extremely motivated to do a job and you put all your energy into it. There's no pressure. There's no one cracking the whip and say, hey, I want, this is the deadline. No, no, you created though, that pressure. And this happens in a lot of healthy organizations. I like to think that we are a healthy organization, but we are not unique. There are many other organizations where developers have a, a, a sensible conversations about deadlines and things like that. So, but then people put a lot of pressure themselves. A lot of people that get burned out Uh, a lot of that burnout from what we've been experienced, maybe in our bubble, let's say, uh, is self-inflicted. It's not necessarily like they were really pushed hard to work on weekends and stuff. If that is the scenario, then the burnout is justified. But a lot of times it's self-inflicted. We put that pressure on ourselves and that motivation may even contribute to that, right? So in terms of we pushing ourselves to the limit and at some point we, we just say blind wow i am exhausted you know so,
2: so motivation is a double-edged sword kind of thing it's exactly it right. can
1: be great There's getting. There's a fine better line better between better. highly motivated and obsessed
0: it, it, yeah i think <laughs> this is a very good way of putting that but that, that the other side of that that sword is sometimes the motivation allows you to cope with the pressure as well so you know what? Like, yes, there, there is a lot of problems here. There are a lot of pressure in here, but I really want to get this done. And then you can cope with that pressure in a much more positive way. See, see, see what I'm mm-hmm. saying is because like you don't see that as a pressure, you just see like you know what, those are constraints that I need to work under, but I really want to, to do that. I, I'm motivated I'm, by that. I'm I'm not sure it might if... protect you. Yeah, I'm way. not sure it if might cause it's more... it or protect you.
1: I'm not sorry i'm not sure if motivation is the thing that actually allows you to cope with pressure um they i think it's a it's a different skill and maybe that's another alleviate. thing that we can talk about um, wouldn't it
0: alleviate it a bit
1: like... n- uh no like you can be highly motivated and feel still feel very much under pressure right uh I think I mean, maybe it's a very different fireside ch- chat on how to deal with pressure because. Mm-hmm. Um, if, uh, one of the things that I was talking about earlier, flow, for example, may be able to help you because flow is a tactical thing. You know, you're looking at the task at hand and you're not worrying too much about the, the kind of the wider things, the where the pressure is coming from and, and can allow you to kind of hold it at bay for, for the time being. Uh, motivation can can certainly if you're working in pressurized environments um it can it can help um uh, it, it can help you kind of move through it but whether it helps you deal with with pressure directly i i, I don't think so you can you, you can but we were talking about burn, burnout uh motivation can definitely if you're highly motivated you can still be burnt out in fact it's yeah. it can be a, a very um strong reason for burnouts you know you you work burnout is related to spending so much energy that you you are exhausted right mm-hmm. and exhausted for the long term so it's not just about you know going to sleep and waking up the next day to to do that again so that's what and motivation can be a quite a, a strong part of the fact that you have, in fact the only two reasons that you will work hard is pressure you, you have a lot of pressure, even if we, you don't want to do something, but you really have to do it because you are in fear. So pressure is related to fear <clears throat> or motivation. There is no pressure other than you being highly motivated. You want to achieve this result we you. So and how many times
0: to... exactly and how many times like even ourselves or even people that we know very closely worked on weekends, not because they, they had a deadline, it's just because they really wanted really, to finish they're, that they're, piece of work. But, that, exactly. but
2: that, so so okay so fear or so extreme sig motivators like fear or uh, you know you know bonuses or the, the card and stick side of things yeah so that's one and the other one is internal right? it's like hey I really want to get this done like I'm really you know, loving mastery. it mastery like I really like how how's possible that and, I cannot do this and Let and me, you get yourself know, to a like point it. where exactly, yeah yeah a, yeah,
1: yeah. It, it, and in fact. Motivation is the. That's what I mean. There's a fine line between motivation and obsession. And when it gets becomes obsession, that is when it's unhealthy because you are not listening to your body. You're not listening to your other needs and the rest. The you know the all the rest of your life that you're not considering that's happening around you mm-hmm. because you are so um, immersed Absorbed, into this yeah. thing thing at hand. And you you're not even listening to your own self, your own body, and you can get burnout. And I think that's what I mean. Motivation actually is a very strong reason for burnout.
0: Yeah. It's but true. So Dealing
1: with pressure is 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 different, I think. Is how you deal with pressure is, of, is yeah. yeah. is a different kind of thing. Yeah.
0: Okay. So so we are like just over an hour now. So I think it's probably a good right uh the right time to start wrapping up. Uh, mm-hmm. so uh the, the original question was like whose responsibility is it to motivate you? And I think that most of us were talking about Uh, well it should come from within Uh, but there is of course that there is also responsibility of companies Uh, this is what I understood from our conversation of course if you want a manager if you want a company you want to make sure your company uh, your people are motivated and that means sometimes make sure that the environment can motivate them because like quite often in a position of power in a company you can control a little bit better the environment that people are in but as an individual you should also be trying to impact that environment, contribute to that environment positively so that you are also motivated by it. So, so what are the, the, the final words from both of you? Those are would be my final words.
1: I think mine, mine would be similar. I, I think environment has a very large part to play in your motivation. But given that the environment is good, you can still be demotivated, right? So it's important to... To to know that, well, first of all, that you have a big part to play in your motivation, right? And when you feel yourself demotivated. For the first thing you should try to look at, are you playing your part? And if you you are playing your part and you're doing everything and you still, you know, all that you can change about the environment you have and you're still demotivated, then it's time to change that environment. But before you do that you know, look, look into yourself and see why and whether you've done everything and whether if you go to some different environment, whether things would be different.
2: Um, what I would say is, you know, spend some time getting to know what you, what you really want to do, like that self-awareness that I was talking about. You know, there's lots of the, the, you know, that phrase, If you don't like the way things are, you're not a tree. You know,
1: move. No, you're not a tree.
2: Exactly. Like you can, you can do things. uh, So, running. Some trees
1: move. You know, some trees move. (laughs) (laughs) The the in Lord of the Rings. Right. (laughs) <laughs> uh, i was looking at but, a bit less magical trees but yes that too <laughs> but
2: uh but the, the whole point is uh yes you can move and uh, you can run away from the situation but if you don't understand what is it no, uh, then you may be running forward to the same problem again and, and again and again right so uh, i feel like spending some time to really get to know what it is that you want to do like how you know Career planning, like all of these things that we that we discuss in, in other sessions is a good investment on anyone's part. And that will give you a better foundation to decide what to do, whether you want to invest in changing how things are and actually, you know, finding and shaping your environment or getting the support to to do that, or you just need to find a different environment, right? But um, y- y- you need to do the work. Like, don't just, you know, put it on someone else's shoulders right like dedicate some time to really see what it is that you want to accomplish and,
0: and get it done that's what I would say yeah. exactly as Mesh was saying you are part of the environment so help to shape it right okay so thanks very much for everyone uh this was the far the first fireside chart of the year uh if you like watches uh watch it like please put the thumbs up subscribe to the channel and let us know, let us know what you think about the subject or even like subjects that you like us to be discussing uh, in future Fireside Chats. So with that, we'll be wrapping up. Thank you very much. See you next time. Thank you. Bye-bye.